Sarah Taylor, Counselling Team Manager with MHARP. The working environment is often a very stressful place that can cause us to feel anxious, stressed and even depressed at times. And often we want to feel like we could be somewhere else. In our resources you will find some films of different environments such as the River Trent at Home Pier Pond, Pond Lock, and Canoeus on the Rapids, a woodland walk in the Forest of Dean, Tintin Abbey, Sherwood Forest and some other environmental scenes for you to immerse yourself in. By exposing yourself to natural environments, the early research shows us that it can help lower your blood pressure and pain levels do, do decrease, as well as boosting your mood and well-being. Here with me today I've got Chris Wiles, who's a PhD student carrying out some research with the use of VR technology to help mental health conditions. Hello Chris. Hi there. Would you like to talk us through the theory behind the use of VR and the benefits for mental health? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I guess that starts before VR, really. Um, the research in this started quite a while ago, back in the 90s. Uh, the most, most of the stuff happened um, with a fairly seminal piece of work by a guy called Roger Ulrich. And what he did was looked at hospital records of patients who were uh, going through post-operative recovery right. um, and he saw that those patients who had a view of nature from their window when they were recovering uh, were able to recover much faster than those ones who had a view of a brick wall. Um, so from these findings he then did some f further research from that point on um, looking into just what kind of role nature might have in our well-being and our health recovery and things like this. Uh, particularly, he looked at stress, stress reduction. Yeah. So uh, in another one of his seminal pieces of work, um, he exposed some university students to videos of um, stressful scenes, which happened to be workplace accidents in this right. case. Um, and they were quite horrific scenes, um, quite disgusting, some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw people dying. Um, going through really traumatic experiences. Um, so his, his idea was that he would stress people out with these scenes and then show them either images of nature or of an urban scene. So that happened to be uh, traffic or cafes uh, in a city. Uh, and he wanted to see whether those that were shown the nature scenes would recover much better than those shown the urban scenes. Mm -hmm. And he did actually find that that was the case. So. Um, you mentioned blood pressure and things yes, like that. Yes, yeah. He found that blood pressure recovered much faster for those mm -hmm. shown uh, the nature scenes. Um, perceived stress levels recovered much faster. Mood levels also recovered much faster. Um, so, yeah, his findings were that nature can be great for for stress, and not just being out in nature, although that is a great thing to do, but even watching scenes of nature, uh, virtual scenes. Um, and from that from that experiment, he developed his theory called stress reduction theory. All right. Uh, and that was based on theories of evolution, which say that um, throughout our history, we've been exposed to a lot of natural environments. Obviously, we've we've developed in natural environments. Mm -hmm. We've 
done a lot of our hunting, for example, in natural environments. Yes. We've lived in natural environments for the most of the time. Um, so those have been very important for us throughout history. Um, and from that, what he said was that certain kinds of natural environments would have particular benefits for mm -hmm. us. So when we're looking for food, when we're looking for shelter, when we're looking for water, which are all things that are essential to survival, yep. there are certain environments that would provide those things much easier than other environments. Um, so anything with any, any kind of scenes containing water, any kind of scenes containing vegetation, yep. any kind of scenes containing moderate levels of uh, views, so being able to see a long distance, um, but also having the ability to give us somewhere to hide from potential predators and things yeah. like this. Viewing those kind of, of scenes um, can be really helpful for us to, to reduce our stress because we obviously feel comfortable in those places. We mm -hmm. feel like those places are valuable for us, for our survival. Um, so our stress goes down, uh, positive mood goes up, negative mood comes down. Um, physiological measures are much better, so yeah. blood pressure comes down, uh, respiration comes down. Um, so yeah, that essentially that encompasses his, his theory, stress reduction theory. Uh, we also have another competing theory, which is called attention restoration theory. Yeah. Um, and that was developed by a couple called the Kaplans. Uh, and they said that essentially natural scenes are very good for uh, restoring our attention and our, our attentional abilities. Um, basically, they posit that uh, throughout our daily lives, our attention is fatigued. Um, so if you go out to work and you have to concentrate for a long, long period of the day, um, your attention levels gradually, and you'll notice this anyway, when you are working, your attention levels gradually will, will decrease throughout the day. Um, so short of kind of stopping and uh, taking a sleep somewhere, it's quite difficult for us to recover that attentional capacity. Um, but the Kaplan suggests that natural scenes are actually very good for recovering attention uh, due to certain properties which are inherent in natural scenes. So natural scenes give us a sense of being away. Uh, when you're looking at a natural scene, you're, you're away from the place where you are right now. So you're not thinking about, oh, I've got to finish that, that assignment or I've got to finish that piece of work. Uh, you're thinking about, I'm in this natural scene. I'm enjoying the beauty of this place where I am right now. You're feeling the pleasure rather than the pain and exactly. the stress exactly. associated with that task that you're trying to put off that you always push to the bottom of your pile. Yeah, yeah. So being in, in front of a, a natural scene can allow us to feel like we don't have to worry for a little while. We, yeah. can, just, we can just look at this natural scene and appreciate the beauty of it and uh, feel a bit restored and a bit recovered for a while. Mm -hmm. um, we also we have a sense of what they call fascination with natural scenes. So uh, this kind of ties into the attentional fatigue aspect of it. So normally throughout our day, we are constantly being bombarded with all kinds of things that are vying for our attention. Um, so that could be adverts on the street. It could be you know, a coworker trying to get your attention at some mm -hmm. point. It could be 
your attention trying to drift to some other task that you need to be doing while you're trying to maintain focus on, on the one you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly trying to attend to the one thing that we're currently doing, uh, which uses up a lot of resource because we're also trying not to attend to all these other things. Uh, but natural environments have this kind of inherent property in them where uh, they have this thing called soft fascination. So we are drawn to those things naturally, but we're not, it's not an effortful thing to do. We don't have to expend a lot of effort to, to look at a nature scene. Um, it's very easy just to sit and you know watch a lake for a while. We're not forcing ourselves to do that. We just like to do it. Uh, we're not forcing ourselves to you know, watch the, the wind blow through the trees. Um, it's just a pleasant thing to watch. So mm-hmm. that kind of what we call soft fascination uh, is also very good for recovering attention because we're not, uh, we're not expending any, any energy to do that. Um, it just happens. Um, so while we're, we're fascinated by this nature scene, that allows our other mental faculties time to, to recover and be restored. What have you found um, listening to people's and um, looking at people's response to viewing footage of uh, VR films or images? What have you noticed about them as you sat with them? What effect does it have on them? From what I've seen so far, it's almost instantaneous relaxation. Yeah. Um, people often say, I felt like I was somewhere else for a minute. I mm-hmm. felt like I was on holiday. Um, I felt like I was just relaxed straight away. Uh, and like I said, that's a very effortless process. It doesn't take your attention to do that. It's just you look at that scene and straight away you're there. You can imagine yourself being there and you're kind of pleasantly surprised by it, by how relaxing it is and by how happy it can make you. Um, just something as simple as being in a nature scene. What uh, do people need to access these kinds of resources? What equipment do they require? I mean, it depends how extreme you want to go with it, but you can, you can access it with a very simple setup. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the research that's been done so far has been through images, uh, pictures, or, or simple videos of nature. Um, if you wanted to go into the realm of VR, again, it's very easy these days. You just need a smartphone and some kind of viewing device, which are, again, very easy to get hold of. Yeah. Um, Those are the, the headsets, the goggles. That yeah, a, a small headset or yeah, some kind of goggles like that. I mean, um, Google famously released Google Cardboard yeah. uh, as their attempt to to bring VR to the mass market. Mm-hmm. And that was essentially a cardboard box uh, yeah. with a couple of lenses in it. Uh, mm. And they would ship that out via, via mail to people. Um, you know, it can be flat packed uh, and assembled wherever you want it to. It's relatively cost effective because it's cardboard at the end of the day. So, so if you wanted to uh, go into the realm of VR, you can do it at the kind of lowest level very, very easily. Mm. Um, and how much do they cost? Uh, you're looking at around ten pounds for well, one of those viewers. Yeah, so it's affordable to everyone, I would think, at that price. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a case of slipping your phone in, and your phone's already got the app into the front of the goggles. And then... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting up the app, 
um, sticking it in the front of the, the mm -hmm. box or whatever it happens to be um, and just letting it play really yeah and preferably you sit down when you do it I suppose or can you do it standing up it's entirely up to you you could be either way um, yeah you could be even lying down if you wanted to mm -hmm. I suppose uh, I guess standing up or, or sitting in some kind of rotating chair gives you the, the most freedom yeah so an office chair is ideal for that because you can then uh, spin around and, and look in every direction in the scene mm -hmm. uh, but you could do it in really almost any situation yeah because the scenes uh, that we have they've been filmed in 360 degree view yeah. so sitting in a chair with wheels on you could very much get all around these scenes as well as up and down sideways every, every which way um, and you were you very briefly experienced the Simmons Yacht scene. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience of that? So for me, that was, again, what I've been saying, almost instantaneous relaxation. Mm. You just feel like you're kind of transported to that place straight away. Um, really pretty scene to look at. Uh, really nice blue sky, you know, a nice views. Um, yeah, was... That scene, you're looking down on the water. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if we go back to the theory again, that scene has a lot of the things that we would say uh, would make a very restorative scene from the theory. So we know that water, like I mentioned, is very, uh, a very important part of a, a nature scene for us. Um, having views out over a countryside so you're not feeling threatened by anything is very important. Um, that kind of nice weather is, is nice to look at, it's very yes, pleasant. Yeah. And I understand from my own small amount of research, it's being used with patients with terminal illnesses, depression, PTSD, anxiety, eating disorders, phobias, stress-related disorders. The list just seems to be increasing all the time. It's something that is very much picking up momentum at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. We're still in the very kind of early days of VR at this point. Um, so the research isn't all there yet, but no. uh, but it's building on existing research that's been done with you know like I said pictures, videos, um, things like that, and uh, VR just gives us an extra push which gets us closer to the real world, um, and those extra things that VR offers. So we've got immersiveness, uh, we've got a greater field of view. Yeah. Um, all these kind of things are just going to make that experience more real and more effective for people. I think. But yeah, it, it's, it's seeing a lot of use in a variety of places, um, especially within mental health mm -hmm. uh, and hospital settings. I know it's being used in um, pain reduction for dental surgery, for example. Oh, right. Um, there's a, a beach down on the south coast somewhere which they're using. They've recreated this beach um, in VR and they're allowing dental patients to experience this beach while they're going through surgery. Uh, and it's with their finding it's reducing people's pain while going through that. And their need for medication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is obviously beneficial for them in so many different ways. Recovery and reduces the consequences of side effects and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we can get away with not using medication uh, for all these problems we, that we've got, I think uh, it's a great benefit to be able to use things that are more readily available and mm -hmm. uh, closer to 
to nature, really. I think that's a great thing. And hopefully this will become more accessible to people. Um, and certainly for MHARP users, they can they have access to it at their desk, providing they've got the, the headsets and the app on their phone. They can do it at work, at home, whenever they like. Yeah, that's the great benefit of the current generation of VR that we're seeing now is that uh, you can get it on your smartphone. So mm -hmm. essentially, wherever you've got your smartphone, which for most people these days is yeah. anywhere, yes, um, you can use something like this uh, and, and get the benefits from it. At the time that they need it, they don't have to wait, book an appointment, be on a waiting list. Exactly. They've yeah. got an instant intervention that they'll have see, feel the benefits of instantly. Yeah, literally an intervention in your pocket. Yes. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome.